Hey, what's going on, guys? Peace to you all. This is another episode of the Brothers of Destruction podcast, hosted by your boy, Anthony King, and my good, good brother, Daquan Donovan. Hey, what's going on? You know, you know, about that time, we're uh, we looking to cover the October 14th, 2019 edition of Monday Night Raw. Just uh, just happened earlier to, tonight, and um, it's the second leg. It's the second leg of the, the WWE draft. Right. Um, it was... Do you feel accomplished? <laughs> no, I don't. It was an underwhelming draft. Like I said, you know, in our last episode, I'm a draft enthusiast. Mm. And I wasn't digging the way they did the draft process. But let's get into the show first. And Well, let's- well yeah, they, they opened up with uh, the number one draft pick of this whole thing, Becky Lynch, the Royal Women's Champion. And uh, she beat Charlotte tonight with the roll-up pin. The most dangerous move in WWE. Most dangerous, most definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, she. I, I think they really, they really had a good match tonight. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. one the good thing about Becky and Charlotte, you can always count on a good showdown, no matter what. Whether you've seen it a million times, uh, it's yeah, they always, they always bring their A game. So I wasn't too mad at the the match. I think it was supposed to be Becky and Sasha originally, but she's still right. not medically cleared. But um, that was a good, that was a good bout. And then um, moving on after that, they. Uh, you you see Seth Rollins cuts a promo, right? Saying right. saying that he's he's going fiend hunting. How did you feel about that? Um, going going into going into it, I was I was optimistic of what they were going to do. I thought they should have did more segments, mm. even what we were going to get into about the end of the, you know at the end of the show. But I wish they did would have did more segments mm. with looking for the fiend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right because you know, and by then we're like thirty minutes into the show, and and then there's no there's no draft <laughs> pick going on. We're like thirty thirty five minutes into the show, and we're finding out that stuff is gonna come for for the fiend. And, and as you as you already just said throughout the show, there's no segments because after that, uh, Andrade he he comes with Selena Vega, excuse me, and um, they had the good match with, with Ali. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, I just think they wanted to put faces out there. Like tonight, it was just like, okay, let's let's show let's show who we got, and let's show how this, this these individuals are as talent. Mm-hmm. Cause they've been doing they've been leading up to this for you know for, for the past couple of weeks because they've been showing faces they've been show, they kept on showing new faces that you haven't seen in months. You know, you know people yeah. that were part of the twenty four seven. We're gonna run out the our truth train now that. <laughs> Now they're wrestling the massive matches and whatnot. Yeah, and, and it's only right too because um, you know, he just got drafted to Raw. Now, now I expected a victory. I, I said to myself, I said, okay, I know him and Ali. I know he's not gonna squash Ali, but uh, Ali hasn't been on the receiving end <laughs> of victories lately. So I already knew, you know, what's one more loss gonna do? <laughs> it's not gonna really hurt him. This is Andrade's big night, and mm-hmm. they, they had a good back and forth. I hope, I hope they use him. I yeah, mean, they have to. They have to listen. You picked Andrade with the the last pick of the first round. If 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 you want to have your draft as legit, like I said, I'm a draft guy. If you want to have your draft legit, your first round picks have to be your top talent, right? Yeah, that, that's just how I see it. And also, side note, sidebar: Seth Rollins has gone. Well, he wasn't the number one pick, but he kind of was the number one pick. Seth Rollins has been the number one pick in every draft you've been in. Mm, yeah. <laughs> which, which, 
which, which proves the, our theory that you know Seth Rollins is really the Kobe Bryant of the WWE. <laughs> yeah, he's becoming a poster boy. I think him and Roman they got they had this this usual tug of war who's the face, but I guess we can clearly see now that they, they're keeping these guys separate because as uh, as they drafted Seth to Raw, I was like, okay, yeah, the the Roman and Seth thing. They're keeping them too far apart. Uh, like I said, every time when these two come together, it's always a big match feel. And they they want to salvage that and not give away those five-star matches all the time. Right. So, I, so, I, so it was it was pretty good. He was uh, drafted opposite of Brock, right? Because Brock was like the, technically, the, second, the, second the second draft, meaning like number one for SmackDown. Right. So, right. Which, yeah. Which those two got to stay away from each other as well because, you know, Seth been dominating Brock all year long, so. <laughs> Back and forth, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Moving on, um, Viking Raiders. They did it. Yeah. They did it. They won the Raw Tag Titles. You know, I said to myself when I seen this one, I said, now watch Robert Roode and, and Ziggler drop the titles and then they get drafted to SmackDown. Just so they kind of cut that that whole tension, that whole angle of them even trying to get a rematch. Just scrap what they've been doing. They've kind of carried the tag team division, uh -huh. you know, for the meantime because we didn't, we had to really build like that sympathy, that support. You had to get on the bandwagon for a team to care about a team winning, winning the tag team titles and I think tonight everybody uh, got their pick. I'm, I'm afraid for Dolph and Bobby Roode to become a comedy act. I think they about to become a comedy act, bro. Oh. What you mean, like when you say when you say comedy? Yeah, you talking like Breezango? Not not like Breezango, but like more of a serious comedy act. But I can see them becoming a comedy act, bro. I can see it because I think their first few going to be against the New Day. Mm, I can see that. That's not bad though, because that's the New not, Day will, will elevate them. Yeah, it will elevate them. But I can see them like after that feud is over, is you know they might become a comedy act, man. And they were drafted together as a tag. Team. That's the thing that blew my mind. <laughs> You you draft Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss <laughs> separately. But you draft Dolph and Rob Bobby together. You draft Dolph Ziggler, former world champion, right? <laughs> a triple crown champion. This man has done it all. He's been in every spot of the card. Well, you know what? Let me not put so much of a negative connotation on it. Maybe maybe it it, it looks funny for Ziggler, but it does it works wonders for for, for Robert Roode, you right. know, to 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 still stay close to him because. Once they do get drafted over to SmackDown, once they start on SmackDown, I'm hoping in the smaller pool of talent that they can shine since it is a wrestling show and and Rude and Ziggler are one of those guys that loves to go in the ring and, and, and put on the clinic. So hopefully we can finally get some elevation in what these guys are doing versus what they were doing on Raw. I think what they did on Raw was perfect. Um, like I said, they carried the tag division for some weeks, just up until we can care about another team to take those belts off of those guys, and I think the right team won tonight. But uh, moving on, Alistair Black defeats Eric Young in a nice semi-squash. Eric, uh -huh. <laughs> Eric Young got a little bit of offense in. Right. He got he got uh, some, man. It was Iwa, Iwa. You know, we call him Iwa. The TNA fans call him Iwa. Uh, he showed up on television for the first time in months. He just left a, a post on his, his social media. I don't know if it was Twitter or Instagram. I think it might have been Instagram. And he kind of said something, you know, along the lines of, like, just pretty much put me in that spot. You know, I'm, I'm a world-class athlete. I'm a world-class man. I'm a, you know, I'm a world-class maniac. Right. You know, that, those are his words. 
And we know what EY can do. We we've seen this guy. He's he's from that class of AJ Styles, class of Robert Rude. Like this is we we know what he's capable of, and he just happens hasn't been given the chance. Hopefully tonight was some seeds planted to something, but uh, he did tap out. So I don't. <laughs> that's that's kind of one of those things. Once you do see a talent tap out, in in the fashion that they did, it wasn't even like a. A highly competitive match. It was a little something just to show that Alistair Black wasn't going to just have a walk in the park, but he kind of did walk on Eric. He kind of did walk him through the park. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the right guy still won though, because Alistair. Like I'm looking forward to seeing Alistair go go against a lot of those guys that's on the roster. Right, because you still you got yeah you you got five star matches. Come on, you got Alistair yeah. Buddy Murphy. Yeah, Alistair Rusev. Yeah, Alistair. Uh, another Andrade showdown. I, I'd love to see it. Shoot, you, you look. Eric Rowan was, was drafted to Raw. You know, you, you got you got some talent, some some guys. Um, Seth Rollins. I definitely want to see Alistair Black and Seth Rollins go at it. Most definitely, in a big money match too. Like, don't just give that to me on free TV. I got a feeling we're gonna get a lot of those free big money matches because of the way they stack the roster. All right and. You know, just to even dive into that, I kind of feel like we back at the same place that we were back at the shakeup earlier this year. Like when they initially stacked the roster and then they realized that they put too much talent on one show and kind of was lopsided and they had to make some last minute changes. I hope they don't I hope this doesn't happen again. If we do happen to go too far, at least we have the excuse of saying it'll be a trade and we can be able to fix whatever we <laughs> we might mess up. Right, because we draft. Because he most definitely did mention that it might be a trade in the next 24 hours. So it's going to be a trade. Who do you think is going to be a trade? Uh, okay, who is going to get traded? So Andrade, Charlotte, Alistair, Seth, and Becky are all protected. All the all, all six of them are protected because they're, they're a couple. And the funny thing is, there's barely any women drafted tonight, at least on the show, right. for, for SmackDown. Um, it's, I feel like Raw has most of the women's division. Yeah, cause Car- well, Carmella got drafted to SmackDown. Oh yeah, they separated. They separated her in our truth. Kind of sucks. <laughs> she needed to get away from him more than he needed to get away from her. Okay, she's already a made man. Yeah, like our truth, damn near fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, blossoming in her career, but she needed to get away, and Bailey needs somebody to go against for the title because I think it's going to be Carmella the next challenger. Honestly, because Charlotte's not on the show no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, but now that Bailey's here, she does need a new crop of, of talent to defend the title against. I can't help but to feel like they're putting her in, in a position where she's not going to have fresh matchups. Right. Well, maybe is a maybe a Bailey. Okay, a Bailey Carmella matchup is kind of fresh, and they planted the seeds for it when Carmella came out and helped out Charlotte against Sasha and Bailey. But yeah, I got to see what's going on when they finish out this draft. I got to see some more people. Make their way to SmackDown because Bailey doesn't. She doesn't really have. Well, uh, the positive about it is the people that didn't wasn't weren't announced. They're free agents, so they can go to whatever show they want. That's the positive. <laughs> that's what they say. But <laughs> well, all we have to do is like really follow the you know the website and say they. I guess they we have. They should be making the changes over the course of the night. Maybe then I think our blockbuster trade happens tomorrow. Uh huh. They debut the WWE backstage show. That's tomorrow night, right? I believe so. Okay. CM Punk. CM Punk. We're waiting to see if if, if he's on that show. Oh, man. It's going to be an interesting time. 
Right. Following back into the show, had a backstage promo segment between uh, Street Profits and the OC. Street Profit first feud is against the OC. That is a good move. They about to put them boys through the through the ringer real quick. Right. Yeah, that's a great move. And then they got to find a partner. Who you think their partner going to be? Cedric, maybe. Cedric Alexander. I was thinking Cedric. I was thinking Cedric could use a little bit of that swag, a little bit of that flavor. You know what I mean? You're right. And if not Cedric, I don't know who else could you put in like, who? R Truth? Uh, Cesaro? Cesaro? I I I will want like that. That'll be that'll be a face turn. Yeah, that'll be a face turn, and then you know Cesaro can get in the U.S. title scene. Mm. That's what that's, that's what a, I would do it. You know, just to you know to make more stars. Even like like do do a I'm, I'm the type of person that, like like let's do it with variety. Let's you know let's get somebody that's not like them. You know what I'm saying? Get somebody like well they did draft Umberto Carrillo. Yeah. They drafted Akira Tozawa. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray Mysterio was drafted, but he's he's working the, he's working an injury. Right. So Titus O'Neil, I doubt it. Cedric Alexander may be your best bet. Right. Because if I'm well, I'm just thinking about the draftees of tonight. We still had uh, Ricochet who was drafted, right. and then when I, we still have Kevin Owens who was drafted. Uh-huh. And maybe maybe that's who they could use. Kevin Owens makes his big splash, or Kevin Owens may get traded. Honestly, that makes sense. Kevin Owens might be the one. He may he may be the one to get traded because his raw is stacked. If we were to go into this into the booking territory now and try to draw out what we see over the course of the year up until WrestleMania, there's a lot of fresh matchups that can happen, but it's gonna be a lot of first time bouts that you can build up to. What happens when you when you have such a tight, concise pool of talent where no matter who faces who, everything is kind of fresh. It's either a fresh matchup that can be a big money match, or you set up something where it's going to have to be a squash. Somebody's going to have to look bad. Somebody's going to have to take an L. Uh-huh. I don't think it's as balanced, but I guess we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, the, the street properties, they held their own with the OC backstage. The ass whooping was funny. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His best rock impression after a beatdown. <laughs> nah, yeah, that was, that was good. And then following up, Ricochet. And Shelton Benjamin, you were just putting people on TV that needed to be on TV months ago. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because some people, only the real ones know, but Ricochet and Shelton Benjamin, that was a big money match. Right. Low key. And Low key. If... <laughs> with, with my 15-year-old mind and my, and my 20, 28, 29-year-old mind, <laughs> that's a big money match. Yeah. <laughs> the WWE fans of the day. We'll probably look at that as okay, Shelton Benjamin. You know, so okay, somebody now. Shelton is one of those real deals. It's just a shame that uh, he didn't have an entrance. He didn't have an announcement. He just was in the ring already. I don't know if him being drafted does anything, but man, he's looking like he's on his way to becoming a producer for the company at this <laughs> at this pace. Yeah, at this rate, he's looking like he might be a producer in the next like year and a half, two years. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you see him coming. See him coming out there breaking up fights. You're just like Shameless and 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 who who else we out there with? <laughs> well, right now, we, right now you got Finley, you have Devon, you have Jamie Noble, you have uh, there's a few guys, yeah, even cool. some of the guys from TNA. Right. Yeah, like Sanjay Dutt is one of the producers that come out. He break up matches. Only for a best to show up. <laughs> oh yeah, he's and you know what? He doesn't. He don't want. He don't want that. Because the minute he does that, 
oh, everybody's gonna recognize him. There's gonna be chance. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'd I'd love to see his character just have some type of something like the Roy Rumble's coming up. All right, give him a moment. Just give the character a moment. Right, the Monster Abyss steps into the Rumble, eliminates a good three, four people. Just makes a, you know, quick little splash. It's- you know what? You know what a good spot for that for him? The Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Not even Roy Rumble. Give it to him at Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Yeah, yeah. See, see WWE. Yeah, hope hope you guys is listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, Ricochet he, he defeats Shawn Benjamin cleanly with uh, the recoil. Mm-hmm. I mean the cold breaker. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I do it with one knee, not two. My bad. I'm so, sorry. Hey, hey, man, it's a modified cold breaker. <laughs> <laughs> now that was pretty dope when Shelton played possum, mm-hmm. jumped up to the ring, and then Ricochet landed back on his feet, cat like, Spider Man like. They call him the superhero of WWE. That's his gimmick now. So. I hear Heyman has some big plans for him, so don't be surprised if Ricochet is universal champion before WrestleMania. Before WrestleMania, ah. before he you know he may he may not even. I said don't be surprised. Nah, I you know what? It'll probably have to be well into going into like around SummerSlam of next year. Yeah, money, but, money in the bank, money in the bank. If he'll be a money I, in the bank contender next year. Yeah. Just like Andrade should be a Money in the Bank contender and um, Alistair Black. Those three should be contenders for Money in the Bank. Oh, yeah. They're on the same show. Yeah, man. And I thought they would want to keep them separate because a part of me feel like Ricochet should have went to SmackDown. If they're going to do a trade, trade Ricochet and Kevin Owens to SmackDown. Right, right. I really feel like Ricochet and Alistair Black should be separate right. just because they were a tag team. And it's just, it's just this precious thing you want to just keep them separated for a big, big match. Right. At some point. Uh, moving on, the Bobby Lashley Lana segment. Very short. <laughs> Very short. Uh, <laughs> just bit. They're just putting the pieces together. You know, Lana's. She's saying some dirty things. You know, harder, like a deep, deeper. Right. Lashley. You know what? I thought. I thought Rusev was gonna pop up in there. I was waiting for him. I, I, I thought she was gonna get a massage, and you know, the camera's gonna be on on her. And she Oh, you know, you're touching all my spots. You know, and of course, who would know all her spots is, you know, a husband. Right. And it's Rusev and, you know, something. But Rusev, was, he was kept off TV tonight. So, not mad at it. Yeah, not, not, mad, not mad at it at all. It's just, you know, I wish. I think it is. I, I, he, he need to, they need to put, him, put the mic in front of him. Let him talk. Let Bobby talk. Because he's, he's, he's getting more comfortable with it. Yeah. So let him talk. No, I could tell he's having a blast. I could I could already tell. Just when he was rubbing his hands, rubbing the feet, and just smiling. Now he's having a good time. I even yeah, I mean I read in the interview just recently that uh, you know, he feels like right now it's 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 fun. This is something that, you know, hasn't been on TV in a minute and he's having fun being a you know, a part of it after he's been off for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think he said I think he said something about uh feeling like he's twenty years old again. So it's the cla- it's it's the classic the classic take your take your chick. Yeah. You know, what you gonna nothing you can do about it angle. But we it's 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 fresh in my mind after not seeing it for a while. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Long while, yeah. right. Yeah, they didn't spend much time on it. They just uh they, I guess they didn't want to overbear everyone with what's going on. And it seemed like they tried to fit as much as they could on Raw. Raw seemed like it was was it panned out where you was able to see a lot of fresh faces. 
and a lot of continuity and certain angles that they already planted seeds for. Right. And then after, now I don't know why they did this, but why why was the contract signing of Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman on Raw if Braun Strowman is technically drafted to SmackDown? Well, I think it to you know to build a because they already have one of the big matches for Crown Jewel as a SmackDown highlight, so that's Kane Velasquez and Brock. And they just put him wrong just because of that. You know, just because of we, it's still the draft. So we can still squeeze him on here. Okay, so maybe when SmackDown comes, we'll probably still see some people that are technically on Raw still perform on SmackDown. So we probably won't get that clean slate until next week, Raw. Probably. Probably all yeah. we should We should get the SmackDown now. We should get the SmackDown <laughs> Look, knowing WWE, the wild card rule is not ending until Crown Jewel. Man, I wouldn't even be surprised if Seth and Becky or or Charlotte are on SmackDown, and then they're supposed to be on Raw. I guess they're gonna finish out this week. I guess we'll see. Yeah, um, but the contract signing, you know, you're 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 running the mill contract signing. A table has to get broke, but they did it without you know by protecting both guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, and Tyson, he he does a little comedy thing, like, oh, see this pen? And he realized he, he couldn't break it, then he finally breaks it. That was kind of cute. The fans didn't really react the way they should have because they already probably just over it. But that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And after that, I think uh, the Street Profits, they bounce back, healing up from their wounds, licking their wounds. And that's when they um they finally announced that they're gonna have their third partner. Right. And by then, I thought that we probably would even got the match tonight. I don't know. I don't know why I thought we were gonna get the match tonight, but I, but yeah, that was a good promotion. I, I was th- I was thinking that one they got the beat down. Not not when he cut the promo, but like when they got the beat down. I was like, okay, since they got the beat down, I like I wait like ten minutes for them to announce, but they never. Because when they did that, you might have you might have had like between 35, 40 minutes left. So I don't even know. I don't know. In my mind, I thought maybe we would have got it, but yeah, that's that's. I'm looking forward to that. I'm invested in that. Mm-hmm. Because you got your single matches that you can have out of that. You can have Tez go against Carl, Tez go against the Gallows, and then um, you know, Angelo do the same. And then you got a lot of fresh matchups for them. So and then those are ring generals. Right. Right. And they're gonna, and they're gonna make them boys look good. Mm-hmm. After that, uh, that's when our main event came in, the Kabuki Warriors. I didn't even think that was gonna be the main event the way it was promoted, but it ended up being our main event of the night because Natalia Lacey Evans, they yeah. on the world tour together, and now they tagging. <laughs> Yo, this is what I'm saying. I, I was I'm telling you, I was on this. Um, I said this, he's coaching this girl. <laughs> it's a it's it's a tour where she's training her, and now she's a tag team partner. They just pulled the Sheamus and Cesaro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just did because I'm like, it's Lacey face. <laughs> she can't be face, bro. She can't be face. You see her house of fire. You know what I thought? All right, so you know what I thought how it was going to play out? I thought they was going to really fight to the to the grueling end. And then when it's time to make that hot tag, Natalia reaches out to go tag Lacey. Lacey retreats and just, you know, does the, you know, get out of here. I wasn't really your partner. And just kind of, you know, get the heat with the fans before she, you know, goes over to SmackDown. I seen it as, okay, we, you know, fought to the death. She was, you know what I'm saying? She was my, she was my enemy. But, Let's let's like this only person that I can compete against that drove, took me to the next, you know, took me to that level. You know, let's see how it works as us to be in the team. That's how I seen it. But that would 
that would have played out better to me because Lacey coming out with a house, man, when she got the hot tag, I was like, yo, this hot tag is trash. My thing is she was doing too much. Like she did the, she did the, what, what move she did? She slammed. Um, she was kind of rough. She was kind of rough with that neck breaker. She, she, yeah, the the neck breaker was the move, and then she did this flip. I want like, like, <laughs> like, like what? Like it was a, it was like a freestyle. Yeah, like like didn't even whisper in her ear like I'm about to do this. Like yeah, that, to was, that was a nervous moment. <laughs> and then she she did the the move on the turnbuckle because she you know she her little you know her fake X factor her fake yeah. Turnbuckle, <laughs> Bro, this house of fire is fast, bro. <laughs> She's trying. She's trying, y'all. Uh, she doing too much. That's what it was. Yeah, because you're looking at the time. I'm like, okay, I know there's supposed to be a five-five funhouse segment. Right. And you guys are cutting it close. It's like five <laughs> minutes left to, <laughs> to 11. But and no, the, match was, the match was good. The hot tag was just trash. That's all I'm saying. It was just one hot tag. It's kind of it was cold. It was a cold tag. Yeah, it, it was a loot warm tag. That's what it was. <laughs> this is oh my god, it was so trash. I wonder how Natalia felt. She probably she was out. Let's just wrap it up, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as long as the Kabuki Warriors won, I need these I need these girls to keep on building their momentum. Have people take some tag team champion series for once. No, no fluke wins yet, really. And we didn't get to miss, but we I feel like that was it was good psychology for Oscar to have that new face paint. Right. And it was green and it kind of made you think that you might get the miss tonight because it was like, oh, it's what this is what we're doing. Uh-huh. Green mist to the face. So now we're gonna have makeup that kind of sets up that vibe where you, you might just see it again and you know it didn't happen tonight. Right. Right. It just set the tone. It, it put her in her New Japan character when she was in Japan. So, like, when she's a healing, like, you know, when she over there, she do the face paints and the, you know, the green tears and things like that. So, yeah. No, them, girl, them girls tore up. Right. And like, I like, make I no like mistake. I like, I like the ego that, because they, they wrestle with confidence. Yeah. Make no mistake. Them girls really. Like just thinking about it now, I, I think that was that was one of the matches of the night for me. I really think it was a it was a solid back and forth. They had good storytelling. And then with somebody like Natalia, she's like the constant that she keeps everything kind of glued together. Facts, facts. You gotta appreciate Natalia in in this climate of where we're at now, especially with the disconnection of the storytelling and, and just the keeping everything grounded. I think you you know, Natalia is still somebody that's valuable. I thought at first that I'm her partner would have been Liv Morgan. I was thinking that too. I was I was I was right on board with that one. I'm so ready, man. I'm ready for to hop on the Liv Morgan bandwagon. I don't know what I'm gonna I don't know what I'm getting into. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna see, but I'm just ready. I think I'm ready. I'm ready to see some new faces. <laughs> he said he's ready to hop on the Liv Morgan bandwagon. <laughs> I'm ready. They've been anticipating. You know, she did what she she had that uh promo um when they were speaking out in the public forum to Shane early some months ago. I think this was like before the summer. This might have been like July or something. Yeah, this was a while ago. Yeah, that that was when they were setting up the Daniel Br I mean the Eric Rowan. Oh they were setting up the Eric Rowan Roman match. Yeah, this was a minute ago. Charlotte beat her and she said when I come back I will be real and then, you know, sometime down the line on a social media, she hints that she's cut her hair, maybe a new look. 
debuting a new character, whatever it is, but I'm ready. Right. You know, she's the only one that was drafted on television out of the, the Riot Squad. Ruby Riot is down on an injury, and Sarah Logan just hasn't been able to pick up any steam, no momentum. They haven't been booking her. You might as well put her with the Viking Raiders at this point. Right. Right. At this point. <laughs> you know? Right. But yeah, out of the three, she was the one that was drafted, so that says something to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, what do I know? They drafted Rey Mysterio in the same round as Titus O'Neil. So, I mean, that's no disrespect to, to Titus. I don't know how they were doing this, like, as far as the, the rounds and the classes. I'm, I'm, I, I can only assume that whoever was drafted on TV maybe did something for them. Right, right. You would hope so, because my whole thing is no disrespect to Titus, no disrespect to gender, but Cesaro, I think Cesaro should have been drafted. He, he's a He's a perfect prospect with, with potential. Yeah, I kind of, yeah, like Cesaro wasn't drafted. It's, there was a few other people um, I'm trying to think of now that I was like, wait, hold up. Well, hi. Yeah, Cesaro wasn't wasn't drafted. Sheamus wasn't drafted. I know Sheamus has been gone for a minute, but Jinder Mahal was gone for a minute as well. So Before we get into the main event segment, we forgot a match. Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. Oh, yes. Buddy Murphy. I've said it before, that guy's good. Yeah, no, he's good. He's too good. But me personally, the same way you feel about um, Ricochet and Alistair, I feel the same way about those two. I think you should, I think you should keep them away from each other. Because now they're on the same show. Now they're on the same show. That's the only thing that I had that, that I had a discrepancy with. I do believe that Cedric and Buddy could be the next top mid-carters on these shows if they book them right. I've heard that for him and wanted Buddy. So if he so if he wants Buddy Murphy on Raw, hopefully there's something that they they do you know that they have for him because Raw looks like they're stacked with a lot of like the mid card they're mid card heavy, yeah. and there's only but so much room yeah for the mid card guys. There's no more Braun. Yeah, who who who's gonna be the top hill on Raw? Yeah, Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan or Randy Orton? He's gonna be top hill on Raw. Yeah, you have Eric Rowan, you have Randy Orton, you have Bobby Lashley. And um, Andrade. And Andrade. And Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah, Drew McIntyre is still there. Okay, so you have your heel rotation. AJ Styles as well. Oh, damn, I forgot. So you are, so you do have a good heel rotation. Yeah, you but you just don't have uh, the monsters. That whole monster appeal uh-huh. is, yeah, that's the... Yeah, on that's not on, yeah, they're on SmackDown and Raw, no, but they have... But you have Eric Rowan. Rowan. Right, because I think they will build in pretty well. Because if you think about it, he's he lost, but he still. I mean, I don't know if Roman actually won the war with Eric Roman. Right, the way they, it, it looks like he got some redemption, but he didn't really never he didn't win the the war between the two, and it kind of had a standstill because you pinned Harper, you beat Roman in a lumberjack match, so it wasn't really like a a big Roman Reigns victory. Like, I beat him because Eric Roman still has a big victory over him at, uh, at Clash. Clash of Champions. Well, the good news is your boy, Law Sullivan, is room for him on Raw. That's too many guys if, <laughs> if they put him on Raw at this point. But you say you need a monster. If you need a monster, that, that'd be your monster. True. Only thing is, if, if Lars Sullivan does go to Raw, somebody got to go to SmackDown. Because the only thing is, I say that they're missing monsters, but you'll have to drop a couple of your mid-carders just to fit another monster in at this point. Right. 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 You know, I hope. 
hope, hope I'm hoping not to see like a Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre alliance. Oh God. Yo, and they they quick to do it too. They'll be quick. Oh, God. Randy and Drew McIntyre. I would rather see them. I'd rather see them two guys go at it. I'm glad Randy's on Raw. I feel like he's gone stale on SmackDown. He's been Team Blue for a minute, and he needed a change. And it's it's kind of fun to see Randy on a show, on a fresh show, because you just don't know what he's going to do. And he and he can taste the Universal Title. Yeah, and you know he he's Randy Orton. Oh yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have a Universal Title. That's one of the one of the last championships he needs to to win. Right. Right, yeah. To, if, to, right. to renew his Grand Slam champion status. Right, right. Well, speaking of monsters, what we were just saying, let's get into the Firehouse Funhouse episode for the week. I feel so many different ways about it. Okay. So, Bray Wyatt starts to show off. Ramblin' Rabbit comes in saying, Steph's coming to the, coming to the Funhouse. And he looks really angry. Um, like I said, I wish they would have broke this up in segments. Not just one little, you know, we had to wait to the end of the show to see Rollins finding steps of where the fun house is. Right. Because it's like, how how else? You know, with, right. <laughs> how did he find it? Even like, do like, you know, the, the ultimate deletion and the, the Matt Hardy stuff. Like, Matt Hardy, you could have had Matt Hardy involved and then you could have did little things like that. It would have brought intrigue and stuff like that. But you waited to have a segment, at the end, which it wasn't a bad little segment, but I just think it should have been multiple segments. That's all. Mm, you're on to something. He said Matt Hardy could have did something. Yeah, because he just showed up. He shows up. He beats up Bray, and Bray's like, "Why are you doing this to me?" And <laughs> I, I thought that was I thought that was funny. But it was like, key. That part was key because Bray doesn't have anything to do with the Fiend. They're mm-hmm. they're in the same body, but it's two different entities. Yes. So Bray don't need like he he said all the Fiend does is protect. So he's thinking the Fiend is a good. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he's bad, but he's good at the same time in his mind. He's you no, know, he's a healer. But Bray, like, yeah. what <laughs> like, like, what are you, what, what are you doing, bro? And I like. And, he, and when he when he beat him up, they they had like the the cartoon over exaggerating sounds of right. the uh, you know the different little audio sounds that they added. I thought that was cute. My thing is, is just like. Is it too soon for something like this to be happening to the Firefly Funhouse? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one question. Another another question is why does it has to get like why does Seth burn it down? Well, that's his, that's his, that's the saying. No, I think this is the one time I didn't want him to burn it down. Well, th- to me, this is the only time he ever burned anything down, so I have no problem with it. <laughs> look, <laughs> look, <laughs> no, he. <laughs> I'm just not feeling that, dog. I'm not. I'm not feeling the whole story of that, that this guy is accessible, and you can just burn his place down. So what happens next week? There's no more Firefly Funhouse. Does it well, like? I, I would still play with it. You know what I'm saying? You know they had a cartoony sound, so like make a little cartoony stage where you can, you know, have Bray Wyatt in the middle looking all distressed and upset, and, and then, he's, fix, he's fixing it up maybe. Yeah, he's fixing, up, fixing up his house. And then that's when he, you know, that's when the, I guess that's when he can, you know, sick the fiend on him and stuff like that. If he burned it down, doesn't that mean you burned down Ramblin' Rabbit? You burned down Mercy Buzzard? You burned down... The character, oh. right. Yeah. Yeah. Are they going to stick to that story? I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. Like, like I, I personally, I would have the car... I would have them still around, like, you know what I'm saying? But him and them, they try to fix it up. But now... What's, what's wrong, Bray? 
Yeah, like <laughs> you know, they they do the child lingo, but you know how to handle your anger, you know how to handle your anger and your anger management and stuff like that. Sesame Street style, and then just you know, I have well, we have something for you, sir. And then it'd be like the fiend show up, something like that. But you gotta just you gotta just keep it consistent with what are you what they've been doing. So hopefully Bray is on top of that, right? That, that, right. That's the name. Hopefully on top of it. Yeah. Well, Monday Night Raw that was was a pretty cool night. We we the draft, like you said, was a little underwhelming. Very underwhelming because it wasn't as exciting. And they think they, they thought they was low, thought they were slick tonight. Mm-hmm. What they did was pretty much put us back where we were early this year when we had the superstar shakeup. Right. But as long as they stick to the brand split, let's see where they go because they never stuck with it from the beginning. So hopefully this time we can really get to see some change, really get to see uh, certain stars not hog up all the spotlight just because of some ratings going down and. You know, you need a rating spike, so guess what? We need certain stars on both shows. Like, enough with, enough with that crap. We, like, you have too much talent to put certain stars at higher risk to get injured just because they got to be on both shows. The problem ain't the stars. The problem is the storytelling. That's what the problem is. I, I've been saying that from jump. You got to have common sense when you tell stories. If you're not going to tell the stories right, you know what I'm saying? Of course you're going yeah. to tell your stars to do it. Like that, and that's what it comes down to. That's why I say I hope that they 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 need to give superstars some kind of control of their characters, even though you know sometimes that go astray at times. But they need to give superstars some kind of control of the characters so they can know consistency. If you're yeah. consistent and not just switch the story up every every show, like that's the problem. Vince is so he a micromanager, so with that he he'll switch it up if you don't like. It. Yeah, hey, look, right before the match, he would cause the ref. I got some new good shit for you. <laughs> good showing for some of the talent. I'm looking forward to see what they do on SmackDown. Till then, hey guys, uh, swing back around next time for another episode. This is the Brothers of Destruction podcast. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at Brothers of Destruction podcast. Until then, peace. Peace.